Hi everyone, welcome to PA Talks, an interview series by Parametric Architecture, the world's most renowned avant-garde architecture platform about parametric and computational design. We meet the architecture and design pioneers on this podcast and talk about their careers, experiences, methodologies, and visions for the future. My name is Hamid Hasanzadeh, founder and editor-in-chief of Parametric Architecture Platform. Welcome to the show, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. To support this podcast, please check the links in the description. Make sure to follow our platform on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and support us on Patreon. You may listen to this conversation on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. The following is my conversation with Sumin Ha, a design researcher, educator, architectural designer, and the founder of Sumin Ha Design LTD. The practice is a London-based design studio that focuses on design research and practices that tackle the issues of computational paradigm in architecture across multiple scales and perspectives. Sumin gained her Bachelor's of Architecture degree at the Beijing Tsingyaho University and her Master's of Architecture degree at the Architectural Association where she studied in the Design Research Lab. She is specialized in coding, digital simulations, and 3D modeling in various software platforms. Sumin has also taught and lectured at numerous institutions in the United Kingdom and internationally, including teaching studios, workshops, and short courses focusing on computational design. Academically, she is currently design faculty and robotic researcher at Southern California Institute of Architecture, or SciArc. In this episode, we discussed about her take on digital production tools using augmented reality, academic experiences, her notable projects, and our upcoming studio workshop at the Academy about digital ecology and generative city. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi, Sumin. Oh, hi. Hi, welcome. How are you doing? Good, good. Nice to Hi. meet you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you so much. So uh, thanks for joining. Welcome to PA Talks. We're super excited for this discussion. Uh, last time we were at CD Next 4. I think you gave a lecture for us almost two months ago. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, thanks for joining. And uh, we're super excited about this discussion. Thank you for inviting. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just gave a very short introduction about you and also uh, about uh, your, your, your uh, experience in architecture. Can you please briefly introduce yourself and also tell us about uh, the things that we cannot find in your biography? <laughs> I see. Yeah, I, I tend to put uh, most of the things uh, on my <laughs> website. As much yeah. as possible. Yeah, yeah. But actually, I don't talk too much about personal <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, yeah. my biography yeah, introduction yeah. was very, very I'm short. Joking. You can go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So, um, uh, myself, I haven't, like, uh, I, I studied. Um, Myself, I have studied at the AA, and then after graduating, I uh, worked for Zaha Hadid Architect for several years, and um, I was also, uh, before uh, joining SIA, I was teaching at the Bartlett and at the AA, and I have been, uh, throughout my career, I have been always interested in computational design, using in, uh, 
using the kind of generativeness of coding and uh, simulation and really under uh, really trying to kind of use computation tools as a conceptual tool to help me uh, get more inspiration. There's something that I cannot design just with bare human hands. So I was really uh, interested in that aspect, that kind of generative aspect and inspirational aspect and looking at the formal uh, kind of qualities and trying to fabricate and physicalize those uh, computational beauty. Um, so um, a lot of things uh, we have researched with students have been very much focused on material materialization of um, digital forms. Uh, and therefore, my latest, latest uh, research has been focused on augmented reality to kind of bridge the gap between uh, difficult making processes uh, we, and com computationally generated geometry. So kind of be because of the dominate, dominant kind of uh, uh, digital fabrication method has been uh, for the last decade, it's been about robotics or 3D printing, CNC machines. Uh, so, but I think uh, I, I didn't have too much privilege to get uh, gain all, all those equipments. Uh, yes. And being able to access, uh, yeah. So most of the things have been um, about uh, crafting with hand. Um, but thanks, thankfully, like latest. Uh, uh, nice. Research using augmented reality has been a really good bridge between those very manual work uh, and digital yes. work. So, yes. Yeah. We're going to discuss all, about all these sections one by one. Okay. Augmentation, yeah. uh, computational design, uh, your experience in Zaha. So let's start with your experience in Zaha. You work with Zaha at Zaha Did Architects. You've been involved in some of the major projects as DHA as well. Can you talk a lot about this experience and how does that impacted your architecture? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like I really learned a lot uh, from that experience. And uh, to be honest, most of my classmates at that time went to Zaha. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, one of our tutors, Patrick Schumacher, is the founder of uh, our program. Yes. And yeah. And he's uh, the director, yeah. And also, it was very natural to have uh, AA graduates to go to Zaha because it's like uh, it's yeah. right, like right trained people, a set of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. They're training the there, then they're hiring all of those people. <laughs> yeah, but nowadays it's a bit different. I think a lot of uh, schools also train, are uh, yeah, like. Yeah, very similar skilled people. Yeah, and now it's a little bit more mixed. Yeah, but that at that time when my year, I was back in 2010. Yeah, there were um, mostly uh, like few schools dominant. <laughs> yeah, kind of exactly. People. Yeah, so it was for me very natural, but also because uh, there was only not like one of the only practices that I can use my skill that I learned from my school. So I think I really wanted to uh, practice there and learn. Yeah. And then, yeah, what, what 
actually what I ended up learning was quite different from what I learned from school. Yeah, but like I learned mu much more about like a practical aspect. Yeah, but which mm -hmm. was really really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you were you were at AA for graduate degree, and wh where was your uh, undergrad? Um, I, I I studied in China. Uh, yeah, okay. I think yeah for for my kind of age people, it's not it's not very common. I'm Korean, South Korean, but I grew okay. up in China. Yeah. Okay. So I studied in China. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Uh, great. Uh, and also, you were teaching at Bartlett School of Architecture, UCL Bartlett, London. And uh, your studio was one of the studios that I was always following the results to pop out <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the media. So I can see what are you guys doing. And also, you were doing with Daniel Wittrick. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk about this studio as well? What were your approach at the studio Bartlett? that you were running, uh, what were you teaching to the students? Yeah, so initially I was teaching with Daniel Wittrick, Stefan Bassi, uh, also lately Igor Pantich, uh, mm -hmm. and yeah, uh, several other people, yeah. Um, but but I think at, in, in that kind of unit, we, uh, we were, uh, like mainly researching on crafting technique, uh, inspired by a lot of different artist pieces, furniture makers, um, a lot of different types of uh, things, the inspiration coming from all over the yes. places and really trying to learn different ways of materializing and, and, and creating uh, interesting synthetic uh, structure. So using materials and material process, crafting techniques uh, in a very creative way to create uh, weird shapes, but that those are kind of more meaningful, com uh, more meaningful ways of materializing complex geometry. So mm -hmm. to help designers to kind of uh, find a way to materialize uh, kind of really weird shape, yes. but they, they are computed through analog computation, which is like using materials uh, by testing it and trying and trials and errors to find out uh, how material behaves and how material accumulates together. Um, yeah, and, and slowly like forcing and, and directing the materiality to kind mm -hmm. of have, have this kind of human and material kind of conversations in order to create, generate interesting forms. And, and then lately, or late, later on, uh, to kind of stimulate uh, those uh, forms or material behaviors, uh, kind of sometimes loosely uh, follow the geometry and aesthetics to kind of uh, pop, like repopulate them into digital uh, like bigger populated digital structure and try to find out uh, different kind of architectural uh, potentials of those materialities. So yeah, uh, that unit has always been really interested in one-to-one -one material uh, prototypes and uh, 
digitally populating them uh, using scripting or simulation mm -hmm. tool to kind of generate architectural mm -hmm. so those yeah. were the, the the topics about that so so be, be, like before designing in any architectural like uh, computational or any parametric software you were uh, designing directly by uh, analog computing and analog material uh, like yeah, experimenting with materials yeah without any, is, without any computational design right yeah that is actually how we approach and start the research yeah and we always find that it's that gives us much more interesting results than starting from any algorithmic process because mm -hmm. we only know so much about few algorithms and if yes. we just start from them, then uh, very likely we end up similar shape. <laughs> <at the end. laughs> yeah. So we wanted to always kind of go beyond from how algorithm directed like certain aesthetics. We wanted to go beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and yeah, uh, also one of your uh, studios that you were working on was Material Architecture Lab. Is it the same topic that you were working in the Bartlett, Material Architecture Lab? Oh yeah, that is what Daniel uh, and late, later uh, we joined, our unit was joined with Kuali and Adam Holloway's uh, unit. And um, they were kind of doing uh, also very material-driven uh, work, uh, but a lot with robotics. Um, so this, they joined this lab to kind of mm -hmm. uh, gain a bigger body, yeah. So it became, the unit became material architecture lab, yeah. So it's kind of yeah. part of it. Yes. But, that, but in that case, they, you were using computational tools, right? Like in the software, in computer, uh, designing, then manufacturing them as a, as a kind of like maybe 3D printing or CNC milling or anything? Um, it, it depends and there's no answer. And uh, during like every year with uh, teams of students, they develop different portfolios, uh, different sets yeah. of projects. Some projects maybe uh, are more focused on uh, robotics or, or 3D printing aspects and some are more about maybe crafting, craftsmanship, mm -hmm. about that materiality. But uh, maybe like one thing really uh, I can say that is common is that um, mm -hmm. it has to uh, kind of uh, propose a meaningful ways of using material to create uh, a kind of um, future aesthetics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that, so, so it's not just uh, a material and make something like we could have seen like eighty years ago, uh, not, like in eighties, you know. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, something that has to mean like what what's really meaningful for today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nice. So sometimes aesthetic driven, sometimes it's uh, very material driven. Yeah, it all depends. Yeah. Yeah. But, nice. but only only thing was that uh, it was we didn't like really just focus on certain tools. For example, we didn't only focus on robots or three D printing. Yeah, I think that is 
that is an interesting topic to research, but it also limits the way of using material. Yes. So yeah, so that that's the probably difference from some units, some other. Yeah. Units. Nice. So before continuing to the next section, uh, guys, if you have any questions, please write them in the question box down below. I'll be exploring them and I will ask them, read them uh, to ask them from Suman at the end. So if you have anything to ask, just go and write them in the down below. And also about digital ecology, digital ecology and generative city workshop, just visit our link in the bio. So you will have the full access to the information. So we, so Suman, we, we talked about computational, we talked about uh, analog manufacturing and I, I want to ask one of your uh, projects, one of the most outstanding projects that you uh, did a couple of years ago, Tallinn Architecture Biennale, and also uh, you worked with uh, augmented craftsmanship as well uh, with uh, Phonogram, like steam bending, all these wood sections. Uh, can you talk about uh, this project and how was these digital tools allowed you to both design and and then manufacture this pavilion? Let's say installation. Yeah, the project, yeah, I was really lucky uh, to have this great team uh, with Will, Cam, uh, 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 and, and Igor. Uh, yeah, and uh, like they're all really fantastic. So. Um, yeah, I cannot say that it's my project. Yeah, it's our project. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically we kind of um, proposed this as a competition entry and we were very lucky that we won it. And um, like, actually uh, not, not many people really believe that we can really manage it. <laughs> because <laughs> it looks so complex, it looks scary. If you see the, uh, the earlier concept, for stage one, like uh, it looks even even more crazy. Yeah, <laughs> because I, I've seen the first renders, and yeah, yeah. I remember when I saw it. Oh, how they're gonna build this one? It's so yeah, crazy. Yeah, people, it's yeah. yeah how how they're gonna it. build this one? So <laughs> and but but I followed. I followed the stages. You were uploading on. Uh, or or phonogram. Uh, we're uploading on the on the internet, and it was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a, it was a journey. <laughs> yes. Yeah, figuring out. Yeah, and and actually, none of us were expert in steam bending. We didn't really know how to steam bend, and we just literally, uh, like tested it in the in that stage of proposing it. Yeah, and uh, I, Will told me he he didn't actually want to win. <laughs> he was interested <laughs> after we win. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, but actually, I believe that it's it's actually a very uh, good proposal, and it's very timely. Uh, talking about augmented reality-based crafting process, and um, yeah, and and also uh, we we just wanted to really propose something that is challenging for what whatever for the timber uh, to mm -hmm. be. Because um, the the pro the the installation competition uh, has to be with timber. That was the break because it's oh, like yeah, it's a nice. very timber timber based culture. They are also like have good 
uh, cultural sauna. You can like burn all the timbers afterwards. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a brief. So there was no choice uh, for material, but we wanted to do something quite challenging uh, with timber and like design-wise, what's ex what's uh, exciting is like uh, making it curvy, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Propose something, yeah, and. Um, Actually, uh, Cam, like in, in, in our competition, Cam found a, a, a concept image. It was uh, uh, by this uh, furniture designer, and uh, the concept was uh, a concept chair with steam bent timber that is like uh, just kind of a red. Yeah, we wig these chairs. I, I think I've, I've seen it. If, if yeah, I'm wrapped around. around in, yes. in a normal chair, yeah, yes. and it's like it, it just stands as a friction. So mm -hmm. that was actually our main kind of concept idea coming from. Um, and yeah, I saw this a genius uh, concept because we, if once we have the, those like, uh, like inter, like uh, interwoven, yeah, yeah, interwoven and wrapped uh, timber, and they if they like. Uh, stand in friction, you can take out the internal uh, uh, regular chair. In, in that concept chair, it had a chair inside. Yeah, but they, he didn't, the, the designer didn't take it out. But what we imagined is like we can actually take out those frames inside. Yes. In, in, or we can take it as a temp temporal uh, scaffold. And if we make like several panels, then we can make a lot of curvy geometries on a, uh, on a on a very simple temporal scaffold. That was our initial idea. Yeah. So from the beginning, you were working with Cameron uh, the phonogram. How how yeah. are you going to implement this? So while you were designing, you were aware that you're going to work with a steam band. You're going to work with uh, VR virtual reality. You're going to work AR. And also you're yeah. going to work without crafting or sending any, any 2D details to any craftsmanship company. You just designed in 3D, then you just steam bent it while, while yeah, yeah. you were with, with VR glasses, right? Yeah, AR, AR. AR yeah. glasses, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was, actually, that was our starting point. So we will do AR projects for sure, yeah. Um, so that was not in brief, but it was your brief to design something that you're going to produce in AR, with AR. Yeah, yeah, that was our initial concept, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because at that time, uh, I was running a unit in Barclay already about uh, augmented reality fabrication. And then we happened to know uh, Hologram Day they also like uh, they they did the startup uh, similar similar year, um, but they they created like a package of software already working so well. Yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I invited them to <laughs> team up with me. Uh, yeah, and yeah, so that like that's kind of happened. Yes. That's how teaming up happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... Phonogram is doing a really great job by 
creating these packages and also softwares. And, yeah, they're uh, also really good designer. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, they're good in everything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Cameron was in and CD next as well. Uh, yeah, he, he gave day. a very inspiring, yeah, <laughs> inspiring yeah. talk lecture as well. So the, this p pavilion is a very great example of using augmented uh, reality or augmentation craftsmanship, and 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 let's say in a small scale for now, and uh, maybe in the large scale it can help us as well uh, in the in the in, in the buildings uh, scale. Uh, yeah, how do you think? How do you think the? How do you see the future of augmentation? And uh, if we wanted to scale it up, or uh, I've seen some of your projects, the students at SciArc, Southern California Institute, uh, you were doing something, some sort of creating a city, sort of uh, augmented with design, uh, augmented with glasses. How do you see the future of augmentation? I think there are lots of ways to think about it. Um, I, I see augmentation uh, in, in a more broader term. So um, I'm more interested in uh, how people are uh, kind of augmented with tools and knowledge and data and AI is just very small uh, aspect of that. So, for example, like wearables, um, uh -huh. like exoskeleton, is kind of something that I'm also interested in. Um, yeah, and some of the seminars that I teach in SIARC, yeah, they are, um, some of them are more focused on the software part. So in order to kind of test out different, uh, or, or in order to learn how to build an AR app, mm -hmm. um, we kind of tested that with this agenda of um, making a city uh, that is that can be experienced with augmentation. So uh, using AR, how can we change or how our future kind of experience of city can be a little bit different. So it's kind of a question that we can kind of test uh, in this kind of agenda with uh, with augmented reality app, application design kind of uh, unit. Um, so so for that, especially as you ask, um, uh, this, for example, one project uh, the student did was about creating like uh, some uh, AI avatars uh, around city, and these avatars represent different buildings. So if, yeah. if you have a, like a McDonald's, for example, then you have a McDonald's character that you can actually interact with this AI character. <laughs> and, uh, it's, instead of, you can, you can nowadays just tag likes, for example, whenever you go to somewhere, like in Google Map or yes. something. But yeah, what if you can actually more intuitively uh, communicate yeah. with with buildings or or some kind of uh, places and spaces more intuitively or differently. How the the data you collect will be different. Uh, so that was like one 
broad question. Of course, there's no answer, but yeah. So uh, one of the student team developed this app that can actually collect data by uh, engaging with this avatar. Nice. Digital yeah. avatar. And yeah. the idea is to use this collected data, you know, like you can collect data in social media and maybe do sentimental analysis and stuff. Um, but maybe like that, that is kind of like uh, another aspect. But uh, the, the idea is that you can actually collect this data. Um, yeah, and, and this data can somehow interpret it and determine how we design the future mm -hmm. future cities. Yeah, so that that was yeah. their uh, big kind of uh, picture of their project. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, hey, yeah, go on, mm. go on, please. Um, yeah, so so what I'm saying is, uh, so that is like one as small aspect of augmented reality application in in the ways of designing software and thinking about the ways we did, we experience city in the future. Another aspect is uh, definitely about uh, fabrication. So how how we use augmented reality technique then actually. Uh, what we can produce and fabricate can be something mm -hmm. uh, different. So we, we 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 don't just rely on uh, mm -hmm. traditional uh, making process or, or traditional blueprint or um, just kind of uh, constrained with robotic, uh, purely robotic or 3D printing kind of process. Yes. So, it just opens up a lot of possibilities. So uh, there are like these two aspects uh, of direction of researching on AR is something um, I am currently doing. Um, yeah, and but I, I'm actually in the future, I'm actually interested in uh, something further. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I, I'm doing a PhD right now. I'm trying to write, write down like this research uh, uh, proposal, yeah. but um, you're doing PhD I, at SIAR? Um, no, uh, it's a part time one in FIU, okay, uh, Florida International University. Yeah, okay, it's a, it's a relatively new uh program, but it's it's pretty good. Yeah, nice. um, I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah, um, anyways, um, yeah, that that topic is actually about uh using exoskeleton. Because right yes. now, like exoskeleton, it's like uh, prosthetics. So it's it's not only uh, there are already some products are really helping the construction workers to be augmented, uh, and there are some factory and warehouse uses already, um, but not very much yet uh, used used in like this kind of creative design uh, industry right. um, yeah and and most of the cases are like problem solving just lifting something heavier and just build something like ordinary but mm -hmm. like if we have this kind of exoskeleton um, NAR augmented workers and designers how can we change or how can we design something more different you know that's my like bigger question to that I'm interested in, yeah. Yeah, nice. And uh, talking about uh, augmentation and uh, 
digital tools. And we're going to have a studio workshop together, which is called Digital Ecology, a Generative City. It's going to start from next week, 8th June. And it's a program, studio workshop, online studio workshop for Pacademy, by Pacademy. Uh, can you talk about this studio workshop as well? What are they students are going to learn and who can take to, to who can uh, enroll to this studio and what will be the takeouts? What will be the projects that they're going to work on the studio project? Mm -hmm. Yeah. First of all, thank you for inviting us to teach the workshop. Yeah, I'm very You're excited. About it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this workshop uh, is it, it's going to be less about AR, but it's it's more focused on generativeness because. Um, if we also talk about uh, augmented fabrication, um, the, the, the reason for building it with computer guiding humans is because the design itself is, is difficult to be kind of memorized or designed from human heads, right? So the generativeness of the original design concept that is coming from um, or algorithmic process or help of digital tools is is really really important aspect. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so this workshop will be focused on on that aspect. Yeah, which is also um, like many of uh, one of, one of my uh, like kind of interest like research agenda. One of the interest uh, research agenda. Um, and we are going to use Unity to uh, kind of generate, uh, kind of really, uh, uh, we'll kind of like introduce few ways of how we uh, generate uh, kind of concept cities. Mm -hmm. um, and we will uh, run this, we are going to run the studio as a, as a design studio uh, kind of workshop. So. Uh, very much about uh, similar to how we run design studio. So it's not only about technical development, it's about how uh, we introduce some technique in our workflow and students or participants will test out uh, the, the, their own design uh, kind of um, kind of uh, iteration or yes. yeah, whole, whole processes of designing uh, using the the introduced workflow. So using our workflow, uh, the participants will develop your own project, uh, design and generate a city that, and we are going to test out the whole workflow generated, generating city and representing it with a film-based and um, a, a kind of interactive game uh, or film, but we are going to develop everything from Unity. So including the general model generation to, uh, to representation, making uh -huh. film, or making game, uh -huh. will be all in one package. So uh -huh. um, yeah, so basically we are going to introduce some kind of like how, how to use Unity C Sharp to uh, generate like interesting concept cities, and we will freeze those cities at one moment, and we will start to make it 
really beautiful. And like, we, we'll really talk about how the, the representation uh, of, of film as a media to, to kind of communicate about your project uh, is, yeah, is going to be so, so it, it like also there, there will be some kind of uh, discussions about uh, filmmaking, camera angle, uh, nice. film yeah, and Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So, uh, guys, if you want to find out more about this studio workshop, just go to our profile, Parametric Architecture, then click on the link in our bio, uh, read the uh, information, and register as soon as possible. The studio is going to start next week. So uh, we'll I'll put the link in the in the comment section as well. Uh, so if you want to start uh, registering, just go to our website and register from the link uh, in, in the uh, in the website. Thank you so much, Sumin. And I have a couple of other questions as well. How do you think uh, in the time span of twenty years, these computational tools, generative tools, parametric design tools have impacted architecture and the way we think about architecture and the way we do architecture in the time span of 20 years? Um, sorry, was the question about past? Uh, yeah, <laughs> how, yeah how, from 2000 till now, how do you oh. think these tools have changed okay. the way we do architecture and the way we design? Hmm. I think um, be, because of the technology have been um, improved and and we we became like more familiar with the tools and this became more intuitive. Like, like right now, we don't feel too much discrepancy using mouse or keyboard. Uh, so okay. I think. As things become more and more intuitive, um, it becomes much more like coming together with how we think about design. So, uh, like I think more and more um, the the computer computational tools themselves have been helping uh, the the change of the the aesthetics or the output and the spaces, yeah. So even before when we were talking about CAD, for example, um, so like, let's say early, like old school computational design uh, projects were like you design in, from your head, like only genius yes. people can have really great architecture. And you use these computational tools to like really like put a lot of effort to realize the sketch. Yes. Yeah. But it's still human design. But I think more and more uh, we are using computer to help us think. Uh, and I think True. that kind of mixture and hybrid of the concept and design itself to be more computerized. I think it's something. It's something like how computer actually impacted mm -hmm. <laughs> over those periods of time. Yeah. Yeah, true. And of course, in, in the future, 
people are talking about AI generated uh, architecture. Well, I I still see that uh, kind of still uh, I I don't see humanness or human aspect will be completely deleted uh, in in even future uh, architectural design. But the the role of what human does during design process, I think it will have very different. Uh, it, it will be very different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. True. And you discussed that we can create design more complex geometries and special structures, and also uh, get uh, recommendations also from the computer, or by by setting generative uh, algorithms or uh, computational algorithms. Do you think? And even if we think of in terms of a hundred years. If someone, if any architect from a hundred years ago comes to this age and watches what we are doing with these tools, they would think now maybe we are alienated or we're some aliens designing these geometries or using computers to these kind of tools to do architecture. But in terms of the quality of the spaces, now I understand that we are able and I'm also promoting these tools. We are able to create super complex geometries and more interesting and more beautiful uh, structures. In terms of the quality of the spaces, do you think these tools have, has, have helped us to create more high quality spaces? Mm, I, Is it a f- I, for sure that we can say, we can say that? I think, uh... I think we are, as a humanity, we are trying to improve something always. Yeah. And I think, of course, it's depending on you defining what high quality means. Does high quality meaning complex geometry? Probably not, right? Yes. For as a complex building, uh, if you have the aesthetic kind of uh, goal, um, I'm sure we are trying to find uh, and refine better ways to make those kind of new aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's for sure, yeah. Uh, but I think probably we cannot really define what the meaning of our age is. Um, similar to what we think about Le Corbusier, uh, you know, yes. like at the end, uh, like actually how people are now living, the, the ways people live uh, and ways people can, ways, ways of the spaces are uh, creating different typologies. Like uh, it, it creates so much, uh, so much more impact than just making a flat roof, right? True. So it has so much impact on how people live and how people uh, design uh, and so, so I think it's probably very early uh, to really define what this means. But I think um, definitely, I, I know some people uh, don't believe in computational design or whatsoever. <laughs> I, I feel like that's a little bit uh, kind of shame if, because I think technological development is an in- inevitable thing. Tools are True. evolving and True. changing, and we as architects 
and designers, we should kind of really think about how this will actually uh, impact on how we design and make our physical uh, spaces. And yeah, I think there are very little discussions uh, yet, although I know uh, Hamid, you are doing great job, like really trying to communicate this with larger audience. And I think younger and younger generations will be Thank more you. and more into the, the real aspect, a real um, um, like meaning of this uh, shift. But uh, if we just start to talk with this a little bit of older generation, <laughs> like, yes, we true. still yeah, find that uh, some people uh, feel think this is yeah uh, they, they, they don't believe as we believe it yeah <laughs> no true i i totally agree with you and uh and even i sometimes see people they don't even use any kind of revit or uh, computational tools and they, they don't believe in it uh but they are yeah. still doing architecture they are designing they are uh, yeah, it should be really important to keep up with the pace of technological de improvements, developments, and because it saves a lot of time, it brings more uh, more uh, newer ways of uh, craftsmanship or newer ways of uh, construction manufacturing as well. So, uh, like architecture and tech, uh, design or construction or some kind of low speed uh, industry. So <laughs> we need to keep up with the industries, uh, other industries speeds as well. And uh, AI, artificial intelligence, machine learning is one of them that emer emergence of the, these tools with the architecture would make a lot of difference uh, in, in both design and also manufacturing techniques as well. Yeah, I totally believe in uh, what, what are you saying, saying uh, and thanks for you to mentioning that as well. Uh, and I saw in the, in the comments that uh, people are asking about the studio, Digital Ecology Generative City, please go to our web profile and visit the link in, in our profile. Uh, limited seats are uh, left. Uh, the studio will start next week. And uh, it's a six-week-long online studio workshop by Academy Suminham and his uh, his uh, colleague from Bartlett will lead the studio Han Jung Kim. Uh, so uh, please go and read the details and register if you want. Uh, and we're we're going to start next week. And thanks for uh, for 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 your uh, contribution for this interview, Sumin. Uh, I, I've got two final questions, and then I will ask some questions from the audience as well. Uh, wh wh what do you think about uh, our platform, PA? Um. Yeah, I think I think it's great. Yeah, you, uh, I think it's really important to um, open up certain platform. Really, like that's why I also call like my research unit also platform SD platform. Yes, SD platform. I, right. I I feel like uh uh it's something that you make make a platform and let a lot of people to con contribute and true like broadening the network of our thoughts and kind of 
just making the world more interesting by sharing um, the sharing ideas and skills. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I, I don't do much, but I heard uh, more like computer scientists, uh, like world, like it's more common to share people's script, yeah, and, and like skills, and it's, it's really common because you have to share in order to build up on top of other people's development, so you can actually develop as a, as a whole community. Yes, um, true. We don't have that much, and I think, um, yeah, we, like also PA is also one of that trying to establish that kind of uh, building up knowledge from from a lot of aspects, from technical aspects as well, but also from design aspects. We're trying to share it and uh, communicate that, so you build it up as a community and try try to be better and better than your previous successors. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, and I totally support the kind of activities and. Um, and the energy, yeah. Thank you so much for such a great uh, expression of what are we doing. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you. It was amazing. And uh, uh, before going to my final question, I would just pop up a question in here. Uh, CD Arch, uh, Nile and Verda is our students from uh, different uh, studios. Uh, he asked, "Hi, human. Would you would love to know the advantage of using advantages of using the workshops, workflow, and education vs. practice? Also, how does it enhance the? How does it enhance the? Uh, how does it enhance the design thinking ability? Mm. Um." I think uh, technically, if I put technically speaking, you if you are not familiar with game engine, you will learn at least like using game engine to design and navigate and create mm -hmm. representation. I think it's a very essential, very useful skill, mm -hmm. uh, even in education or practices. Yeah, so you design and in real time, you can check and you can render in real time and and also you can gain how to make uh, like interactive game and that's a very useful skill um, and I think more and more education and practical uh, institutes will will utilize game engine so I think learning game engine technically is very useful thing um, and design thinking I don't know how much you are familiar with it but uh, if you have not done any uh, work uh, using generative process, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting workflow to test. Yeah, so try to uh, let computer to run for a certain time, and uh, you observe and you 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 kind of make decisions, mm -hmm. uh, and it's kind of an interesting interactive process uh, designing with computer together. So if you want to test it, uh, it's a great opportunity to do that. If you are not interested, okay. Um, Skill-wise, you will learn scripting. Uh, so scripting 
learning scripting is very useful skill. Um, if you are uh, if you are already familiar with scripting, the the course will cover from beginning to something quite like we will speed up, so you will get into something quite advanced scripting as well. So uh, that will be also uh, not so bored for different level uh, students. Uh -huh. um, and what was the last question? Uh, how how yeah, oh about design? How thinking. does it enhance the design thinking ability? Design thinking ability, yeah, I think uh, always testing out somebody's workflow is a new ways of challenging your design thinking. I think um, so. Basically, uh, Hamid told me. Uh, to run a workshop as I do in SciArc. Yeah, in SciArc, yes. we have a lot of design studios and every design studio is led by different faculty and they do, they use, maybe there will be same brief, but they all tackle it in different ways. And students get to kind of compare and see what are the different approaches. And it's yes. already a good challenge to test somebody's design process. So. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, of course, it will be uh, just by just by um, trying out somebody's workflow. It will challenge yourself, and we can of course discuss and debate. Yeah, if it's agreeable or not agreeable. Um, yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, Rajhansrai asks: Is there any limit for the studio program for making interactive? I just wanted to know. I think that question was in the comments uh, that I read. Uh, I think it was about Bartlett's program or our studio program. I, I don't, I didn't, uh, I didn't understand it, it even. So let I me just, the, yeah, go on. The person who wrote that question maybe can elaborate that a little bit. Yes, yes. If Raj, if you're hearing me, please just let us know what are your what was your question. <laughs> and uh, we have another question as well. Uh, Rainbow Fish asks, "Did you use VR in the pavilion in Tallinn? Do you think VR technology could become mainstream in architecture?" Okay, so. The main difference of VR and AR is VR is virtual reality and AR is augmented reality. And a AR, what I mean by AR is actually people say XR, mixed reality, but AR has a clear uh, physical vision. VR doesn't, you don't see the world, the real world, but AR yes. you see the real world, yeah. So, um, so yes, we used AR, for the pavilion in Tallinn. And um, AR technology uh, will be, I feel like, will be just available to us like current, like our 3D printers. Uh, mm -hmm. So we can now buy 3D printer at home. And like now in SIAC, every student have one 3D printer on their desk. It's amazing, yeah. Um, so it will be as common um, as that, yeah, and you can actually have, uh, you can actually build an AR app to your phone very easily, yeah. Um, depending on like if you are talking about AR headsets, yes, 
like so many companies are now working on making much more smaller and more fashionable AR glasses. And uh, well, they probably in some future there will be AR lenses. So um, it's it's a technique that is going to be available for us. Yes, nice. So uh, real quick, there's four minutes left for this conversation. I've heard that in 60 minutes, Instagram just shut us down for the live sessions. Uh, I'm not sure. Let's see what happens. But before uh, ending the session automatically, uh, yeah. please find out more information about the studio workshops, which is going to start next week, Digital Ecology, Generative City. Go to our profile and click on the link our, in our bio. Seven days left to start. It's a six-week-long studio workshop led by Sumin Ha and his colleague from Bartlett, uh, Han Jun Kim. So if you're interested, sign up now. Limited seats are left. Thanks for, uh, for, for, for asking the questions again about the studio. So uh, uh, one more question from the comments. Do we need Simina, who is a participant at the uh, studio as well? Do, you, do we need to have some experience about C-sharp uh, before the workshop? No, no. Uh, it's okay for beginners. Okay, yeah. okay, nice. And one, my final question, uh, what is your advice for uh, young professionals and students? Um, just stay positive and enthusiastic and stay on learning and figuring out things. Yeah, like, yeah, open your mind to learn. Keep up with the technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And join our studio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thanks, Sumin. Appreciate your time. Thank it was you. such a nice yeah. discussion. I really appreciate uh, your time. Uh, and I learned a lot for the, from this discussion as well. Uh, looking forward to do the same in the future as well. Uh, do you have any final words to add? No, thank you very much, Hamid, for organizing all this. Yeah, it's a <laughs> great thing what you did. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Network space. Yeah. Of course, of course. Okay. Always. Thank Ready. you. Yeah. Have a nice day. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please subscribe to Peer Talks Podcasts and Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts in order not to miss a single episode. Also, you can find out more by going to parametric-architecture.com slash PATalks. Please share this podcast with a URL to inspire a friend. Also, you can use hashtag PATalks on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook to give us a feedback about the podcast. Thank you.